1: Is it rough
2: shot or rough, rough shot. shot? It's a D. It's, it? No, really? it's not a T or a P, it's a D. Wow.
1: <laughs> you're wrong on both counts. Damn. <laughs> I've been saying rough shot for my whole <laughs> life. Rough shot? Rough shot. Rough shot. What the is a shot? Yeah, buddy, we're back. It's Friday, and I got my homie here. It's Mike Florio. It feels funny for me to host, because you're usually the host, but I'm taking over. Shut up, I'm not done yet. you got to let me continue to flush this out. It's a joint collaboration. It's PFTPM and the Unbuttoned Podcast. We're going to pick games. We're going to have fun. Okay. What do you want to say? What do you want to butt in and say? Snarky. No, I just decided. I decided to yes. sit
2: here with my smile, mouth half open, so you think I'm ready to say something. Now you know how I feel all the time. When,
1: <laughs> is but, that what but, I do to you?
2: No, you just start talking. All right. No, in all seriousness, we didn't flush this out. What the fuck is shod? Rough shod. What the hell is that? I don't know. Do you want me to Google it right now? I was It's just the saying. It's well, always Well, I know, been, but I'd like to know the, the the thing I've screwed up my whole life. We talked about it on Wait, live if, TV if the if other day. If that the only thing that you've screwed up your whole well, life, well, yeah, I I usually, I, like, you. I
1: usually like to look it up after I realize I've screwed it up my whole run life. Run
2: roughshod. Definition of run roughshod. To completely ignore the opinions, rights, or feelings of others. So let me tell you, I'm not even using it right. Because <laughs> I was talking about how the Cowboys will run roughshod over... Good. Yeah, so, yeah, so yep, you're as dumb as me. So I'm going quit using it. Welcome to my brother. Find origin of run roughshod, but it is run roughshod.
1: Okay, I, I, I've never heard of shod, so I just don't know what the hell that is in
2: general. All right, everybody, hope you're enjoying this. We're going to get equine in... roots. Equine. Way. Oh, very. Uh, a horse that was roughshod was shod with horseshoes, with the nail heads or sometimes metal points projecting from the bottom of the shoe. Our man called it back Marty. here. He, he, Marty, Marty, Marty called it. it.
1: Yeah, way to go, Marty. He knew. He knew it. <laughs> He was old enough. He's old enough to realize what the hell that is. Sorry, Marty. Uh, either way, hey, we love you. Uh, we're going to pick games. We're going to go against the spread a little bit today. Uh, please rate, review my podcast. Tell me how good, horrible we are. If you do rate us highly and write a comment in there, chances are I am going to ask or, or read your question uh, on the podcast That's in subsequent weeks. Incentive. Well, some people like to be involved money in the, it. Money is the ultimate Well, I'm incentive. not giving out any money unless you want to donate and, it, and, and fine, I then I we'll do it. just remind
2: everyone this? This is supposed to be a joint edition of Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPM. I have a feeling that this is like Chris Sims Unbuttoned. Whoa. PFTPM. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yo, because well, it, it means when I get home today, I don't have to do a PFTPM podcast.
1: Well, yeah, no, this is PFTPM, but you know, we see who's front and center here. Yeah, you know, I, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. You got your pro football I talk. Don't PFT PFT PFT, I don't see the PFTPM. I don't see it either. I don't there know where it PFT happened. There is a PFTPM logo. Where is it? Uh, either way, I'm. I'm is this uh, the
2: one we can curse on? You
1: know it is. I already said the F word once. Okay. I didn't even hear that. I know what because the fuck was it, I doing? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you were doing either. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's let's first off. Uh, we are going to pick all games, pick against the spreads. We're going with spreads that we saw from FanDuel uh, as of Friday at 9 a.m., Okay, just for everybody out there. We're going to do that. First thing is, though, we got to recap the game from last night. We were there uh, it, at – what the hell is it called? Soldier Field? Is it still called Soldier it's Field? It's still Soldier Field. Okay, good. I, was no, sure. no I call corporate. it Soldier Field. Mama named it Soldier Field. I call it Soldier Field. I wonder
2: – and, and yeah. you know, I, I never really thought of this before – you could make good money off of selling the naming rights. I would think so, I, here I in would, Chicago. I, and, and everybody else has given in to right. it. Right. It's just kind of s- silly to me that you don't... Because who cares at this point? Who cares? Well, yeah, If yeah. it's... If it's you know Verizon Soldier Field or whatever the case may be, who cares? You're making big money for nothing. At as all.
1: long as they keep the name in there, the Soldier Field, I'm okay with that. Like you're right, it has to be a sponsor whistle, like Lambo, and Lambo has got to be. Right. You can't leave Lambo out of there. No, so that would be it's... like
2: Mile High Stadium. Yeah, because okay. they will do like exactly. They'll do uh, something something field at Mile High Stadium. Right, I can't can, remember they what they their new do. one yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, they got a new one, and they they they, they apparently they had didn't some pay issues enough there. We don't remember what it is, but. Uh, yeah, something in Soldier Field, yeah. like Soldier Field at blank, or yeah. Lambeau Field at blank. Right. It's I'm gonna
1: be surprised. Get paid. Get paid. People Grab are monetizing. The money. I know Grab it's it's money. actually shocking. Um, all right, let's let's roll reversal. First of all, what was your big takeaway last night? You know, from the game. Let, let's specifically start with the Packers offense and just what what you thought after watching. it. Well,
2: it's still a work in progress. Yeah. It's clearly a work in progress. I was impressed by that moment when. In the second quarter, coming out of a TV timeout, they called a timeout right. which was like, Oh We're god, this, like, oh, is, this is a crap like, show. Oh, and right. then I'm thinking this is great. Keep keep the camera on Aaron. Let's see his facial expressions. He didn't go over to the sidelines yes. of the timeout. Right. And then that play where, you know, you've always complained about the Mike McCarthy offense, there's not enough motion, there's not enough creativity. They did the quick little half-play action, not the full-blown yeah, stick, right. you know, just a, but little a little token just fake. Just a little, yeah. and then the, and then the, the reverse, the, the reverse and, and Marquez Valdez scantling wide open down the field. It, was, it wasn't was a great throw, right. but he was so open it didn't have to no, be. No doubt. Four plays, 74-yard drive. It's 7-3, to three. and that was the moment where, because I was like thinking, hey, it's a good night. We had a good show. I picked the Bears, Bears again, and then all of a sudden...
1: Yeah, the game changed from that point on because then we started to realize, oh gosh, the Bears offense, it doesn't look good. They're going to have trouble moving the football. I mean, I'm with you too. I mean, we have no questions answered as far as that Packer offense. Uh, It's still very early on in the process and it's hard to evaluate And when when guys don't play a lot in the preseason. Aaron Rodgers was not at his best last night. They didn't run block well. Uh, They didn't pass protect well. And let's not forget that Bears defense is going to be one of the best in football. Chuck Pagano, I think will silence a lot of people because people here in Chicago were scared about, you know, Vic Fangio and, oh, we lost him. Well, you could see you're in good hands with Chuck Pagano. He's a hell of a defensive coach and his system is very similar to Vic Fangio in a lot of ways either way. But I'm still concerned about the Packers offense. Again, my big question about going into the season in general was Matt LaFleur proving he's worthy of the job. And he didn't do anything to make me feel better about it last night. I mean, the defense won that football game with just a few splash plays from Aaron Rodgers. And I am still concerned with the offense in general. And the other thing is... Other than Devontae Adams, who is going to help out Aaron Rodgers? That's something we're going to have to flush out as we go along. We
2: saw the catch, though, from Valdez-Scantling, which was encouraging. It was good. And the Jimmy Graham. Look, we've all written Jimmy Graham off. Uh And and we saw the quotes during PFT Live of Aaron Rodgers saying that Graham was maligned last year. Well, it was deserved. It's not like... We're being unfair in our criticism. The guy went from being one of the best tight ends in football to a guy who's just kind of there and doesn't do anything, and he made a nice little play, the little box-out move, and Aaron Rodgers trusted him on the 50-50 ball, and that ended up being the the difference in the game.
1: It did, Uh, and and, uh, you're right. You know, Jimmy Graham doesn't have to be Gronk. I mean, he's still such a huge physical presence there. They just got to find a role for him for where it really fits, whether that's just he's a red zone target machine where you can throw jump balls up like we did see. Uh, So, uh, again, the the Packers offense is, is a work in progress, and I certainly wasn't encouraged with what I saw last night. All right, Bears offense, let's just hit on that, too, because we know we've been here for the last three or four days in Chicago. Everybody is really the only concern other than the kicker on the football team is Mitchell Trubisky. And I will argue, I understand. Mitchell is not perfect. And he's certainly got to improve as being a pocket-passing quarterback. That's his biggest weakness. And as we watch playoff football every year, the quarterbacks who can throw in from in the pocket are the ones that end up in the Super Bowl or in the AFC Championship game for the most part. He has an issue that, with that all altogether. But I'm not putting all the blame on him. I do think that Matt Nagy's offense, it's, it does everything. But it does nothing good, and that to me is one issue that I have with the Bears' offense. Well, and
2: this idea that maybe if they would establish the run and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and do the Trubisky stuff off of a running game, that's fine. But don't you need to have a real identity as a running uh, that, game? Don't yeah. you need a don't you need a guy to who's be the out workhorse guy, pounding and pounding, I and agree pounding and getting better in the fourth quarter? Uh-huh. You know, we hear about those guys all the time. Right, a Marshawn Lynch type of a guy, right. an Adrian Peterson type of a guy. Not that they're easy to find, but. It's easier to find one of those than it is to find a franchise quarterback. Yes. And this idea that Tariq Cohen's the number one guy, and then there's Mike Davis, yeah. and then there's David Montgomery. Right. And then, and then Cordell ever, Patterson no, was and, in and, that one and play. And nobody ever gets into a rhythm.
1: I think that's the whole offense that bothers me. It's, it's It feels that way. You know, I used to even have this little thing with, like, you know, when I was in Tampa and the quarterback for, for John Gruden, and, you know, there would be times where, you know, we'd get it done with practice, and he'd be like, eh, we ran 190 plays today in practice. And, it, hey, that was cool cool, how fast we could practice and do things like that, but I would come away sometimes going, yeah, we ran 190 plays in practice, but we screwed up 100 of them. And is that a good thing that we screwed up 100 out of the 190 plays? I mean, so there, you know, again, I think the really good offensive football teams start somewhere at a base level. New England grows their offense and goes, we're going to be good at this, and we're not going to move on to the next process of our offense until we're good at this, and then we're built from there. And I think that's what Shanahan and McVay and Sean Payton all do as well. And I just feel like the Bears is a little bit all over the place. and, And
2: even if you design your offensive game plan based upon the opponent you're facing, there's still a sense for a team that has an offense where it's working. It's almost like cat and mouse. Yeah. Where you're, or if you ever played somebody who's really, really good at tennis, and, and like me, I was never all that good, and they just say, okay, now you're going to run over here. Now you're going to run over here. Now you're going to run over here. All right, now I'll just be done with you. And and that's, the, that's what I think every team should aspire to have offensively, and that's the level that Matt Nagy is supposed to be taking these bears to. Right. And so far – not even close to be no
1: not even close but we did see some good defensive play and I do want to give Mike Pettin some credit because that that bear I mean that Packers defensive game plan was phenomenal and you could see the additions of uh, some of the draft picks and free agents they have have truly improved that defense to where they can do just about anything you want on the defensive side of the ball and they're going to be a pain in the butt uh, like the Bears defense for whoever they play this year um, all right you want to get into it let's get into let's it. let's do it here we go like I said all these lines are from Fanduel as of Friday 9 a.m. Okay, and we're going to start off with the one o'clock games. A big one. We're starting off with the Homer. All right, Mr. Minnesota Viking himself, Stop it. Mike Florio. Okay, we got Falcons at Vikings. Vikings favored by four at home. Who do you like, Mike Florio?
2: I uh, well, I mean, didn't look I'm, at your, I'm your very, post. I'm pes- yeah, I'm pessimistic about the Vikings generally, just yeah. because I've I've dealt with them long enough to understand what they do. And even when they're good, they find a way to to flame out in spectacular fashion. I, I think that this is a game they win at home, though. They, they I'm intrigued by the new offensive philosophy with Gary Kubiak's influence running the football, Dalvin Cook, if he can stay healthy. And he doesn't have to stay healthy for the long haul to win on Sunday. He just has to stay healthy for one day. Right. I think for one day, this can work. Whether it works in a big spot, like at Chicago in a few weeks, yes. at Green Bay next week, which all of a sudden is a much bigger game for the Vikings based on how the Packers looked last night. That's a different story. But, you know, I know the Falcons aren't that far removed from being up 28-3 in the Super Bowl, and they're still a team that is regarded as one of the better teams in the NFL. But I think this is a game at home. It just lines up for the Vikings to be able to impose their – whatever their, their offensive philosophy is going yeah. to be, they have a chance to impose it. Their defense is good enough. To slow down the Falcons, and there's this weird thing still hovering around with, with Julio Jones that unless they announce a deal for him before Sunday, it, it's it's going to be a, a factor in some way, right? I mean, maybe he won't play, or maybe he doesn't play as much, yeah. Or it's just maybe he's, more careful, maybe he's more careful. He's more right, Like that Brandon money Marshall yet. was, right? When when uh, you were with him in Denver yep. before he got his his uh, shot at free agency. Yeah. So I, I just think that at home, Week One. This is one you got to win if you're going to be a contender.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I have a lot of the same feelings. Okay, so what's your score? Where are you going there?
2: Uh, I, you know what, I got to pull up my. price right, so I don't want up. to be inconsistent. Don't whatever, worry. Whatever. I'll talk. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. I'm it.
1: the same way. So go ahead, do that. I'll talk about the All game right. for a second too. Uh, I'm with you. I think this is going to be a close football game. Um, I am always scared of the Falcons' offense and their explosive ability because of Julio Jones, like you mentioned. Calvin Ridley, who I think is on the verge of superstardom at the wide receiver position. And then when Muhammad Sanu is your third guy, damn, that's dangerous. I think this is what concerns me more than anything. The Falcons' O-line uh, didn't run the, wall, run the ball well in the preseason and really was horrible in pass protection. That scares me. You go back and watch the Jets – preseason matchup with the Falcons. You go back and watch the Falcons versus the Washington Redskins at preseason game number three. There was people all over Matt Ryan. And I think ultimately that's what's going to lead me to take the Vikings, okay? I'm taking them 23-20. So I'm going with the under and I'm taking the Falcons against the spread here. I don't feel comfortable about that. For all those out there, this would not be a game I would bet on. But I think your point about Kubiak running the football, Vikings being at home, shoddy offensive line play by the Falcons in a loud environment. Everson Griffin back, Daniel Hunter, all of that. I just think the Vikings make a play or two more to win the football game.
2: And Griffin had those issues last year. Well, he's back. He's a team captain this year. They've got guys rallying around him. And I got, actually, my score that I picked yesterday when we posted these at PFT, 24-21. So so you're you're going, yeah, okay. We spend too much time together.
1: We really do. Uh, Okay, all right, so there we go. We got that one. That's done. All right, next game. Ravens at Dolphins, okay? One o'clock game down in Miami, gonna be hot, I'm sure. Ravens are favored by six and a half,
2: uh, over under at 38 and a half. Um, go ahead, you wanna lead it off? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Ravens, I think, even though we don't know what their offense is going to be, the Dolphins are sliding into tank for Tua or Herbert or, or, uh, right. uh, or what's his Justin? Justin Bustin for Justin, Phelan uh, for Jalen. <laughs> I haven't right? heard that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I, got, uh, I got a million of them. Okay. But, uh, I think the Ravens should be able to win this game fairly easy. I have them twenty-four to thirteen. I, I'm hesitant because we haven't seen the offense, but there's just there's a, there's much more of a of a confidence, a quiet confidence about the Ravens and this new offense that they're going to unleash. And we've got proven NFL coaches yeah. who are unleashing it in Arizona. Not so much. So I I think whatever it's going to be, it's going to work, especially against the Dolphins team. It has to be feeling a little bit like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. Laramie Tunsil's gone. Kenny Stills is gone. Are we really trying to win this year? Are we trying to to lay the foundation for 2020?
1: A lot of question marks about the Miami Dolphins. Agreed. Uh, I mean, hey, there's the quarterback question marks. Uh, It's not a very talented roster. It's Chad O'Shea as a first-time offensive coordinator, Uh, him orchestrating an offense against – which will – against what will be one of the best defenses in football. I can promise you that with the Baltimore Ravens. I think ultimately I look at it like the Dolphins can maybe somewhat keep this close early on. I could see it maybe being 10-3 and then maybe 13-3 and then maybe, I don't know, let's say 16-6, something like that. But I just think the Ravens, too big, too physical, uh, just a much more talented team with the Dolphins on the rebuild. I'm going, I'm close to what you're going. I'm going Ravens 2710. I just have a hard time thinking that this Dolphins offense is going to be able to put up points against uh, really one of the best defenses in football. Uh, The over-under at 38-and-a-half, so I'm under there. And you were at 24-13, so you're under as well. Uh, I never expect the Ravens to put up huge numbers as far as points on the offensive side of the ball. I'm excited to see what they do in their run game, though. I I can definitely say that.
2: And a lot of these games may go under. We talked yesterday on PFTOT about the second-half overs in week one because that's when defenses start to wear down. But last night, the over-under was 46, and there were 13, wait, 13 total points. Yeah, yeah. 10 to 3. Yeah, I, I plus 3, 13. I, I, when I really sat down and did this,
1: you know, and I learned a little something from last night where I just said, ooh, on the games I was on the fence with, I'm going with the team that has the better quarterback. Or the other thing that got me a little bit is the team that maybe played their players just a little yeah. bit more because we saw that, the, that that was choppy last night. All right, here's one of our favorite games of the 1 o'clock. Uh, I know we both love these two football teams. We got the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets, okay? Jets favored by two and a half, over under at 40 and a half. I, I mean, this is secretly one of my favorite games because I love both quarterbacks. I think they're young, budding stars. I like both head coaches a lot. Uh, and I think there's these are two teams that really improved themselves in the offseason to be a threat in the AFC. Bills, Jets, who are you going?
2: I, I like the Jets in this one just because big picture, I like the Jets. I like the Jets to make it to the playoffs. Yes, and right. I always say about week one, forget about the results unless you lose at home to a division rival. Yeah. And they can't afford to lose at home to the Bills to start the season. I think Le'Veon Bell is still going to be Le'Veon Bell. We both think Sam Darnold is special. Yep. I think that defense with the influence of Greg Williams is going to be sneaky great. Yep. I, I like the Jets in this one. And I saw the line yesterday at three. It's down to two and a half. I uh, tell you, yeah, Jets.
1: You're going Jets. jets. Yep, okay. I, this was a tough one for me. I do think this will be a close game regardless. Uh, I really do. And I like both of these teams. I'm going to go Bills with the upset here. Close one. I'm going Bills 20-17. to 17. I think the, the deciding factor for me more than anything is just looking back at last year. Um, Adam Gase was on the Dolphins at that time. Sean McDermott had a lot of success against that Dolphins offense. Uh, and I know that Gase with the Jets here has a better supporting cast here. But I just – I think the world of Sean McDermott and his ability to game plan and do the defense and do uh, things on the defensive side of the ball – to where I think that's what just gave me the edge there. I'm going Jets. I mean, uh, Bill's in a close one, 2017, um, and that's, that hits the under as well. So here we are. We are three games in, and we've gone under all, all three with our, with our score output there. All right, next one. This might be the cream of the crop at the 1 o'clock. Patty Mahomes, my homie, my homie, my homie. Him, Nick Foles, Jaguars, Tyree Kill, Jalen Ramsey. It's great on great. It's that Chiefs offense versus that great defense of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars had the issues with Hurricane Dorian where it messed up their practice schedule during the week. That does scare me. Who are you going with the Chiefs and Jaguars? Bro? Yeah,
2: I mean, I have to go with the Chiefs. They're on their way back to the top of the AFC West, top of the AFC. They could very easily make it to the Super Bowl. I, the only reason I don't have them going to the Super Bowl is I see them stubbing their toes against a team like Jacksonville in the division round because they'll be thinking ahead to their rematch Patriots. against the Patriots. But uh, I, I think I think from that one drive that I saw in the preseason with Patrick Mahomes – Chiefs against the Bengals, there was just something different about it. Like, yeah. the preseason feels so perfunctory and unreal right. and artificial. And it was just, man, this is the Chiefs and they're just the Chiefs and they've got too many weapons and Patrick Mahomes is too good. And barring something unforeseen, I don't want to jinx anyone, but, I mean, it would have to take a Mahomes injury to to keep me uh, from – and remember in that game against the Colts, he kind of messed up his knee. Yeah. Right. It was kind of like there was yeah, that, you got that scared 30 a little seconds bit. of something's right. going on. Here. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm leaning the same way. I'll, I'll say
1: this. I think the Jaguars, their defense, uh, it certainly can match up with this, this Chiefs offense. My one thing I want to see from this Jaguars defense this year, and anybody who's ever listened to my podcast has heard me say this before, I worry about this system, this Seattle Seahawks system that is in every division in football right now. And there's just a Rolodex of plays to beat it. And I do worry about being a little bit predictable. I don't care how talented you are against a guy like Andy Reid with the weapons he has and the master he's been first week of the season or coming off bye weeks. I mean, he's, he's the mad scientist as far as drawing up plays that we've never seen before in attacking defenses. So I'm with you. I think between that, the, the schedule mix-up for the Jaguars because of the hurricane, and like I said, better quarterback Mahomes. Mahomes played through the preseason. Falls only played in preseason game number three against the Dolphins. It was good, but it wasn't special. I just think there's a few questions still I have about that Jaguars defense. I just couldn't pick against the Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Where the hell am I here? Oh, 24-17 uh, Kansas City Chiefs. What was your score? Let me find my final score yeah. here. Chiefs, uh, 31-20. 31-20. 31-20. Okay. So, I got to by 11. So, 31-20. So, both of us are on the under again. You're very close there at 51.5. Uh, but the, that's the under. I'm with you, Chiefs, all the way. All what right. Do
2: you, what do you think about Leonard Fournette in that game? What kind I, of a game is he going to have? I'm glad you brought that up because um, – I
1: look at the the Chiefs defense, that'll be one of the things I think we all are going to be looking for early in the year. Steve Spagnola there, right? Uh, they've kind of changed their mantra as far as what they do. They've gone from kind of a 3-4 base to a 4-3 true team, got bigger up front. Uh, I think Leonard Fournette's going to have a big year, ultimately. I do. I don't think Doug Marone's going to let his team get away from the run game, not going to let John DiFilippo get away from the run game like he did last year when he was the OC at Minnesota. And I still am a believer in Fournette. Everything points to him having a big year. He's talked about getting some of the noise out of his life in the offseason. He thinks that's going to help him out. And. It's getting towards contract time, and he wants to get paid, and he knows he's going to have to perform.
2: There could be an intriguing little LSU-LSU reunion, too, when he breaks through the second level and Tyron Matthew is back there. Take him low, Tyron. Don't take him high. Just tackle
1: him. You're the safety. You're supposed to save 60-yard touchdowns, so just make the tackle. You're right. He's not going to win a a smash-mouth collision against Leonard Fournette. All right. Here's another one of my favorites. Out of the 1 o'clock games, I would I would have to say Chiefs, Jaguars, Rams, Panthers are my two favorite games of the 1 o'clock slate. Rams, Jared Goff's sign. Todd Gurley, we haven't seen him. Is he 100% healthy? Cooper Cup coming off ACL injury. You know, McVay had the, crack, the code cracked last year. Uh, Panthers, I think a team with a major chip on their shoulder. I think it's a, a team that's... Talented, They were 6-2 last year, and I, you know, injury happened to Cam Newton, and it kind of all fell apart. I think this is a dangerous game for the Rams. Rams favored by two, which was the shocker of the weekend to me. I mean, I didn't realize they were an underdog until – I didn't realize the Panthers were the underdog until you said it earlier this morning – um,
2: and it's down from two and a half, so they're there, uh, it moves that way. That means so the money are betting the Panthers, betting the Panthers yeah. right,
1: right. Late smart money is yeah. betting Panthers. So and the over/under at 50 for everybody out there. But Rams going across country in that dreaded 1 p.m. Eastern start, 10 a.m. Western time. Uh, they call that Pacific. Uh, who
2: do you like? I like the Panthers in this one. You do. I, I'm a firm believer in the Panthers as long as Cam Newton is healthy. We talked earlier this week about how woefully underpaid he is, and he doesn't talk about it, but I could see him being extra motivated to come out and show people th- that he's still the guy who won the MVP award. for That he's not guy. $14 million a year less than Jared Goff? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right, so, right. yeah, you know what, hey, here's this guy. Yeah, yeah. What what has he done other than, you know, nothing in a Super Bowl? At least the Panthers were competitive. I yeah, mean, it was and, crit- he,
1: and he made a bill – I'll go back to that Super Bowl. He made a lot of big plays. His, uh, the rest of his team – let him down, too. I mean, they, they were allowed to block the Broncos' defensive line. I, I checked the rule book. They were allowed to do that. And his res- that
2: shot? What was it? Receivers it was were supposed it was, to was catch the ball, Michael, too. Was it Michael Orr who was on skates? It looked yes. like it was a Madden yes. glitch where he just got pushed. Was and DeMarcus, the cleats was like, like they weren't even on the ground. Yeah. He
1: just slid. You're yeah. right. It looked like that. Um So I think Cam Newton gets a little unfairly criticized for that Super Bowl performance to a degree. I think there's some people there that let him down. All right, so you're going Panthers. What was your score you took? 23-17. 23-17. I'm going Panthers as well. Uh, I think the Panthers, uh, I've said this a lot, have about as much talent as we've seen on the offensive side of the ball in the Cam Newton era. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, McCaffrey. Let's not forget Greg Olsen's there. Even their backup tight end, Ian Thomas, showed promise last year. O line, I think is set up, and I'm a. I think the zone defense, a little bit what the Panthers do on the defensive side of the ball, a guy like you know that Steve Wilkes, Ron Rivera scheme, all of that. I think they pose some problems for the Rams offense because what it's a little similar to like what Vic Fangio did did slow down the bear uh, to the Rams last year in Chicago or a little bit like what New England did to the Rams in the Super Bowl. They play some coverages that I don't think necessarily are great for the Rams' system. And I want to. I don't know about the Rams. Super Bowl hangover, and I don't think they got better this offseason. You know, when you stay the same, you're getting worse in the NFL. I'm going Panthers, all right? And I am going Panthers 27-23. I think at the 1 o'clock, this is the bet of the day right here. I really do. The fact that the Panthers are getting two points at home, and I think are a legit playoff football team this year. I like the Panthers, and of course with the Rams going across the country and playing that weird time zone thing, uh, I don't think that plays in their favor either. All right, we see So we have been, we have picked other than Bills and Jets. I think we're 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 all same here for the most part uh, through all our picks. Titans, Browns, the next game. You done texting over there? Are you ready to, like, pay attention, okay? I'm listening to okay, you. Okay, good, thanks. Just want to make sure. Um, Titans Browns. Like I called you up. <laughs> Titans Browns, okay. Um, Browns favored by five and a half, okay? You done with your text? You sure you want to send it or anything? You, you good? Yeah, you yeah, good? Yeah, you know,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You good? We'll have a conversation afterward. You're going to feel like a real dickhead. Am for Treat me like this, yes. Oh, well, I didn't treat That's you right. like you're, anything. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel bad when I tell you what's going oh, on. Oh, gosh. I'm powering through... A personal complication for you. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. It's I didn't right. mean to go. go hope, I'm Titans having Browns. fun. All right. Sorry. All right. Damn. All right. You I got like all. I like making you feel bad.
1: yeah. You got all personal. I was having fun, and you got personal. What an asshole right. you are. <laughs> okay. Titans at Browns. Yeah. You know how I feel about. This I know. Film. I know. You think I this like is the, upsetville?
2: I'd like the Titans. I, li- I And and I'm trying not to give in to my desire to see, a, uh, a storyline. Yeah. Right. I want to see how the Browns deal with adversity, so let's give him some adversity right out of the gates. Let's have him lose to the Titans. But I go back to last year. I think Mike Vrabel has the potential to be a special coach. He's got a shit roster in Tennessee for the most part compared to other teams. Right. And he got the most out of it last year. And and I think, I just, you know, we got a little of it from Delaney Walker this week. I'm surprised anybody cracked that wall and said anything. I think internally, They're just – and I bet he's wearing them out. All we're hearing about is the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Browns, everybody – you know, and this
1: is – Probably riding a secondary. You guys can't cover them. You can't can't
2: cover Jarvis and OBJ. Yeah, and uh, I just think that he's going to have something cooked up for them. And and, uh, the biggest flaw in that team is Marcus Mariota can't be trusted to stay healthy. Well, he's healthy week one. Yeah. I don't care about week 10. Right. I care about today. And it will not surprise me. If the Titans, and again, I know I'm giving in to my desire to see how the Browns deal with adversity, yeah. but right out of the gates, right. this is a team that can beat them, and I think the Titans will. Okay. Uh, what's your score? Where are you going there? Uh, let me find it. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um... I have it's down here somewhere. We got 16 worry. games. We're good, don't worry. Uh, 23-21, close. 23-20, it's be like close. A fluky little, yeah. you know, field goal, missed field goal, something like that. I,
1: I, I'm going close as well. Okay, I think this is what I look at. I do think the Titans' defense, creative, Dean Pees being there, Mike Vrabel, you know, they're going to have some things up their sleeve as far as tricky coverages, way to take Odell Beckham Jr. away, maybe in some obvious third down situations, all those kind of things. Uh, so I do worry about that. The Browns are home, okay? Of course, that's a a great advantage. I think the fact that we haven't really seen Odell and Jarvis out there together plays in the Browns' favor a little bit in this game because Baker Mayfield's gotten to play. He's going to be ready to go. But I do think the Titans are going to have a little uncertainty in going, how exactly are they going to use these guys? Where are they going to move them around? And I think that favors them a little bit in week one. And my other big thing is I do think this Browns' defensive line is real. And I've been a little scared about the way the Titans O-line has looked, too. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm with you, and I think the Titans are scary. But I just think the Browns are a little too talented. I'm going to take the Browns in this one uh, 23-20. Browns are favored by five
2: and a half. So, so. you're taking the Titans. You're trying I'm to go taking have both the Titans. Ways. Well,
1: yeah. I always just pick the scores without looking at the yeah. over/under, and yeah. then I just go from there. And uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine them blowing this football team out. I don't see that either. I think the pressure on them is real, but since they're home, their pass rush, a few more explosive players on offense, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they find a way to win this football game. See,
2: that tells me. I mean, if someone's listening to your advice on this one, just stay away from that game. Just don't bet it. Just I wouldn't don't bet. I, I mean. I wouldn't. I, yes, I think we've talked about the games
1: that we've bet here. I the so far at the one o'clock games, I think the obvious ones we both like are the Ravens at the Dolphins covering, right. and then we both like the Panthers or the Rams. Yes. I think those are the two that are going to jump out uh, to, to people out there if you are looking to take bets. And hey, I'm not the best better in the world. Just try to listen to some of my football stuff, and hopefully that can steer you in the right direction.
2: It's all part of the information that you take. It is. That's all there is, it. Of all there is to it. Tapestry. All there is to it. Yes. Right. And the stuff that we say that ends up being bullshit, well, you should have paid attention to some other tidbit in the tap. (laughs)
1: Right. Good good way to put it. All right. Redskins-Eagles,
2: Carson Wentz, back
1: in the fold, Case Keenum, Redskins no Trent Williams oh geez that's great not to have Trent Williams against the Eagles who only have like eight great defensive linemen to throw at you he reportedly is in town right I I heard that I I heard that I I, I don't think so
2: either I think as it gets closer and closer to losing those game checks he's realizing he's gonna get in there maybe I shouldn't be so pissed off
1: yeah I, I, I can understand that that's a lot of money
2: okay how do you see this one unfolding? This would be my suicide pool pick of the week if, if we were doing that. Yeah, is right. I'd take the Eagles to, wow. Well, I mean, either this one or, or the Seahawks over the Bengals. But I think this is going to be a blowout. Yeah. I, ju- I just think Washington has no business being on the same field with the Eagles right now, given the way those two uh, uh, rosters are constructed. I think the defense is clearly better for Philadelphia. The offense is clearly better for Philadelphia, and, uh, 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 and they're playing in Philadelphia. I, ju- I just think that, that this is going to be a blowout. We're going to see... You know, the dysfunction that is the Washington organization bubbled to the surface in this game. I really do.
1: So, Eagles are favored by 10. Yeah. Over, under 45.
2: What's your score? Uh, my score is, I think it was something like 34-17. So, I, I, I would probably, if I was going to bet this game, I would bet the Eagles. I think they cover the 10.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm taking the Eagles all the way here, too. Uh, I, I, I think what scares me a little bit, and just to throw out my score right off the bat, I'm going 21-10 Eagles here in this situation, and I, I had no idea the spread was 10, so I got the Eagles covering. But I think this is what scares me from being a little bit more of a blowout is the fact that Carson Wentz hasn't played in the preseason, You know, just like we saw last night. I don't care who you are. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady plays in the preseason a little bit, and he's got more experience than anybody. But I don't care who you are. You know, you can't just you, you can't disrespect the game and think you're just not going to play in the preseason and come out week one and be like, oh, I'm at my best, and I'm just going to, you know, destroy everybody with my arm and, and be awesome that way. I have a hard time believing that. But I just think that this Eagles defense is real. I think they're secondary being healthy. They got waves of pass rushers to send at this Redskins offense um, the Redskins right like who who's going to make plays on the offensive side of the ball hey i like Darius guys i like Adrian Peterson but i'm not sitting here ready to go oh they're game changers Jordan Reed do we know the status of him yet? He's in He's concussion in protocol, concussion right? Protocol.
2: And Adrian Peterson may actually be inactive for the game. That's not going to go over well with Adrian Peterson.
1: So that would be, yes, that, he will certainly not like that. Uh, but I just worry about the Eagles being a little sloppy because their offense hasn't been out there. I think they win the game clearly. But like I said, 21-10, hey, I think the Eagles are uh, a dangerous football team.
2: And, of course, I got them going to the Super Bowl and they're at home. Uh, I think they win this football I game. I want to mention one rookie. Yeah. For Washington, not Dwayne Haskins, right? Because we're probably not going to see him unless Case Keenum gets injured. But Montez Sweat,
1: yeah, a guy know.
2: that they traded back into round one to get, guy who fell down into the 20s because of that heart issue, yeah, something right. that some teams are hey no big deal, other right. teams take him off the board. I. I And to the extent that we're worried about Carson Wentz getting hit, getting injured, this guy is a beast. Yes, And I would be keeping an eye anytime he's on the field. They got him listed as a second stringer, but I think they're going to use him extensively. I would would spot him everywhere he is because I don't want that guy getting near me because I think he's the kind of guy that could deliver that clean legal hit the Carson Wentz that could be the one that, that uh, puts him out of the game.
1: I'm glad you brought this up because I went. Oh, I, I wanted to bring this up in general. So I'm glad we're stopping for a second on the, the Redskins. De- the Redskins defense, I do think, is going to be a pain in the butt for some people. First off, I'm a Greg Minuski fan. He knows this uh, Doug Peterson offense. Minoski's genius to me has always been he can play, he plays zone coverages, and he's really good at finding your tendencies and dropping people into the areas where you're trying to execute your offense, your bunch packages, your three receivers to the left. He's really good at dropping people to where the quarterback's looking to throw and going, whoa, this guy's been open the last like five weeks in a row, and now there's four guys in that area, and it looks totally different. i got to move on. But your point about the defensive line and Montez Sweat, you think about that defensive line with the Redskins and you know Jason Peters he hasn't done anything in the preseason you go Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen and then Kerrigan on the other side that's another reason I think this game could be a little ugly for the Eagles and that's why I don't say they just totally blow them out of the water all right we got uh, your PFT PM Reed because we oh, got oh okay
2: auto parts it's right well, do you have it i have it here it is uh page two i gotta go to page two here's the read uh sign up to be an O rewards member today and earn one point for every dollar spent receive your rewards twice as fast and on the go when you provide your email address rewards members get five dollars back for every 150 dollars that they spend it's fast it's easy and it's free only at O'Reilly Auto Parts, C Store or ORewards.com for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto parts. parts. I don't even know if
1: they use that jingle anymore, but they probably. It's stuck it. in my head for the rest of my life. Right. I'm not changing it, okay? I mean, you, you make that song, sorry. I mean, sorry you made such a catchy tune and it's stuck in my brain forever. All right, I got one read too for my buddies at Roto World, okay? Josh Norris, John Daigle, all the start sits for week one. I mean, these guys are all over fantasy football. I learned something, not only about football, but how they orchestrate their thoughts and everything they do around the fantasy world. Uh, These guys are good football minds. They understand how to start, sit, orchestrate rosters for fantasy football. Sunday at 12 p.m. They're doing a live stream show on Rotoworld on Roto and NBCSports.com. Man, please, my friends, tune into that. Stop texting me about who the fuck you should play <laughs> Sunday morning. I'm so sick of that shit, okay? Okay. Here's what you do. Erase my number, watch Roto World on the live stream, and stop bothering me because I have other things to worry about. Wait, you want your friends
2: to take your their your number out of their phone? Well, whatever. I'm Sunday morning I do. Yeah. I'm sick of it. But just don't respond to them. I I know, I don't, but then they get mad at that. And Put I just them on like, the, I, the, the, the pay no mind button. The pay no mind button? Yeah. Is there really a button like well, that? Well, there's a button where it doesn't at least it doesn't beep. You oh you mean the, text. the half moon crescent? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm almost, you're on always, that always on that. Anybody <laughs> who ever texts me. Yes. If you do, and all it takes is one strike, right. zero tolerance. If you ever text me between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m., you're immediately put on the half moon hide alerts, and I never get a ding when you text me. Uh, it's one time, do not disturb. With some my exceptions, with oh, some exceptions. You holding a grudge, huh? i never heard no, of that. No, it's, I not, it's like, just I don't want. I, you know, the worst thing that happens is. When you're trying to get your five hours of sleep, if you're lucky, is ding in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, then you should definitely have the do not disturb one on at that point. How could you do that? What, you're, what, what are if, you a what rookie? If, what if somebody, what if there's something important? Like what if, you know, my son, what are your kid's not living at your house? What if your kid needs you? What do you know? I So I, I do with that, you know. I, okay, okay. There's, there's certain ones you like who what are if. allowed to get through. You like what if. Certain sources. All right, let's get you to the 4 o'clock games. Okay, Mr. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay? You never know when a quarterback's going to lose a spleen at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you never, it's never know. never happened that or that right. right later.
1: that. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. All right, we got 4 o'clock games. Got a pretty good slate. Five games at 4 o'clock, and then we'll get into Sunday night football and the two Monday night football games. First one. Bengals at Seahawks, so many questions here. Okay. Seahawks favored by nine and a half over over under at forty four. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in the Bengals at this point. So another one where I got to see it to believe it a yep. little bit,
2: especially, I mean, who did the Bengals piss off to get this game right out of the gates? Like does somebody not like Zach Taylor? Right. This is the
1: worst game. I mean, I had to open up a year in Seattle as a backup one year. And, I mean, that's it's about as tough of a place to open up your season as there is in the NFL. And that was
2: before they were very good. Right,
1: right. Right now yeah. they're,
2: they're a dominant team. They're getting better every year. They have and Clowney. And here comes Andy Dalton without A.J. Green. Yes. And, and their best hope is to, I think, slow the game down, shorten the game. Joe Mixon. Take the full 40 seconds. Joe Mixon, take the full 40 seconds. Maybe try – you know, they got John Ross. and This would be a great time for John Ross to finally do something. He's going back to where he went to college, right? The disappointment that he's been. I just think this is going to be a disaster for the Bengals. This could be something that is so ugly for them, it takes them a month to recover from it.
1: What are you going? What's your score?
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's like – it's ugly I, to zero. Well, I,
1: I'm, I'm scared too. I understand what you're saying,
2: Okay um uh, let me find it yeah go ahead. i got 27 to 6 27 to 6. and you're i almost going big made time. It. i was 27 out. 3. but here's the thing yeah when we pick games right we try to stay and i think this is human nature you try to stay within the buoys of like rational and you don't want to give somebody oh god can you believe sims thinks the bengals are going to lose 27 to 6. well yeah sometimes they do yeah sometimes it right. happens right and this is one where i feel like yeah you're, bengals, you're pegging at this one of that put me wrong right. if i'm wrong I'll say I'm wrong. Just like the Packers yesterday. Hey, Packers, you want to prove me wrong? Prove me wrong. All right, good for you. You proved me wrong. Now we move on to the next week. And that's what the Bengals have to do. they got to prove me wrong.
1: Seahawks at home, clearly the better football team. Have the best quarterback on the field. Have the best head coach on the field. Um, I, like you, I'm going Seahawks. There's no doubt about that. I'm going 24-13. I'll just say this. This is If I had to throw out something that scares me just a little bit, okay? Just a little. Zach Taylor. He just came from the Rams where they saw the Seahawks twice a year. So there's a little comfort level there. And I, when I say scare me, I mean not scare me to win the game, but maybe scare me just to keep the game a little closer than I would think. Okay, I'm just trying to give a little bit of both sides. Zach Taylor coming from L.A. Okay, The other thing is the Cincinnati Bengals defense does have a little talent. And, you know, David Moore, he wasn't out there. You know, he had some issues in the preseason. D.K. Metcalf is just getting healthy. They expect him to be 100% ready to go. I know he made that statement yesterday. I am pumped to watch him. And we know the Seahawks are going to be able to run the football. But I will just say this at the very least. Dre Kirkpatrick, William Jackson, you know, the, the Bates kid at safety. And then you talk about the defensive line and Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap and company, It. it I just think they can they can be a pain in the butt a little bit for the Seahawks to wear. Yeah, it's 24-13 or 27-6 like you're saying, but I could see him maybe staying a little closer a while before the Seahawks pull away. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Colts Chargers The Jacoby
2: Brissett game. Under okay. pressure. Ding 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 ding. Right? Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, That's good. Yeah, you like that? Maybe you should yeah. try it a little higher range. Pressure. Yeah, no, maybe you
1: shouldn't. <laughs> I can't do it. I've been talking too much this week. I have no high note right now. Colts at Chargers. We're all going to be looking at Jacoby Brissett. Chargers, six and a half point favorites without their home field advantage that they do not have. That does not exist there. Over under at 44 and a half. This is, I, this is a game I'm going to be certainly keeping an eye on. I really am. I mean, these are two teams that were in the playoffs last year. I think a lot of people are picking them to be in the playoffs again this year. I am one that's not picking the Chargers to go to back to the playoffs. And... Because Andrew Luck's not there, I'm not picking the Colts to go to the playoffs either. I still think these are going to be good teams and competitive and in the conversation, but ultimately I don't think they get there. How do you see it playing out, Mike Florio? Yeah, it's funny,
2: Anthony Lynn, the coach of the Chargers, was asked by reporters earlier this week if he's ever dealt with the catastrophic situation the Colts are dealing with with Andrew Luck. He said, yeah, I look at it every day. I don't have Russell Okung, I don't have Derwin James, I don't have Melvin Gordon. Right. Do I feel bad? I don't. So, you know, the Chargers, I think, even though I don't see them going to the playoffs, I see them taking care of business. Even with Russell or with Andrew Luck, excuse me, the Colts started one and five last year. So I I think this is a game that's set up for the Chargers to win, even though they don't have a home field advantage. I like the Chargers in this one. I'm scrolling up to find it in our picks. The Chargers, the Chargers. Did I do the Chargers? 24-20. Close game. Close game. I don't know what's the spread. Uh, oh, did I not say it? I'm sorry. I, I, this, I, it's six and a half. I, I see this is one that, that I'd stay I stay away from. I just stay away from it because I don't like playing that game of I think one team's going to win, but I think the other team's going to cover. I don't like that. It makes me nervous. I I, I I hear you there. I
1: will be shocked, okay, if the Chargers win this game by more than six and a half points. I will say that. I really would. Well, I'm actually shocked you took the Chargers. You know, I thought you were going to play the whole. You know, we're more than Andrew they Luck. They gotta prove it to they're them. They're gonna they're gonna unify for this week and with a little chip on their shoulder and show everybody, hey, we're better. We're more than just one player. I heard T. Y. Hilton kind of make a comment like that during the week as well. Prove it. Yep. I worry about the things you talked about with the Chargers. I went back to my old little thing here a little bit with – You went Phillip, back to your old little oh, thing. Well, I talked about earlier, uh, not my little thing, but my little <laughs> I just, thing. I don't know <laughs> what
2: kind of admission you're no, making no, on this podcast. I, know. I, I have, have big, big hands, okay? <laughs> Either way,
1: what I'm talking about I need a sharpie. is um, the quarterback's not playing. And Phillip Rivers has not played. And Melvin Gordon, even though they have good running backs there, he is a dangerous running back. Russell Okung not there. Yeah, that plays a little factor in my decision. Derwin James, I mean, one of the two or three best safeties in all in football and a safety position that is vital to the Seattle scheme, which Gus Bradley runs because he came from Seattle and now he's the defensive coordinator there. Derwin James was their camp chancellor, and that worries me. I'm going with the Colts here, Mike Florio. I'm going Colts 28-24 because they're just going to have the chip on their shoulder, and I have the ultimate confidence in a guy like Frank Reich to kind of game plan and, you know, come up with something special, again, against a defensive scheme that is pretty predictable. And there's not a lot of variations in what the Chargers do. I'm hoping we see a little bit more from them last year, because as you see them, when they played an offense that was balanced, like the Patriots in the playoffs, it absolutely shredded them apart. So I'm going Colts 28-24. That's the over. And that's, of course, the Colts, uh, the Colts uh, covering the spread, which, uh, you know, uh, we differ there. I think that's one of the better bets in the afternoon in the four o'clock games. All right. I know you love this game. Lions at Cardinals. Lions favored by two and a half. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, the Cardinals. I don't know what the hell they're going to be. Uh the Lions are a team that we're looking to be making an improvement. Matthew Stafford. I looked like at least in preseason game number three, and I'm hoping because he's got talent and he's not—he's no idiot. He's a smart guy. Has made the adjustment to that culture change there. Uh, how do you feel?
2: I, you know, I again, I really want the Cardinals to be something. I want Kyler Murray to be the next great thing in the NFL. I—that's I, why we said they had to take him. Right. Because you don't want someone else to get that guy. But at the end of the day, I. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Yeah. And I think Matt Patricia is good enough defensively. Uh, given his rings, even though he's not done much as a head coach, he's dealing with a difficult culture, 60 years of a poisonous culture in Detroit. Yep. Right. I I mean, between Matt Patricia and Cliff Kingsbury, I say Matt Patricia is the better coach. And I think Matt Patricia is going to be ready for whatever comes his way. Yeah. And I think he's going to get it done. So I, I And I've noticed that, the over-under that we had earlier when, we, when, when uh, we had the lines in our show, and it could be just variations in, in line providers, but th- I think the over-unders moved down. And I'm that didn't surprise me because I saw 50, and I thought that's too much to expect in this game. I, I mean, I see it at 46
1: and a half right now, and I go, that's too much to this yeah. game. Uh, I, score, you got yours there? Score,
2: I, I – Well,
1: that's all right. Find it. I'll talk yeah, for a second. you
2: talk, and I'll find it.
1: I have no idea what the Arizona offense is going to be. I really don't. Arizona's roster in general, I think, is one of the lesser ones in all of football, okay? Scrambling quarterbacks against guys like Matt Patricia, who come from Bill Belichick and all that, he's going to have a game plan to not let Kyler Murray run all over the place, okay? Uh, I look at that. I look at lack of weapons other than David Johnson around Kyler Murray, and I know people are going to go, whoa, they still have Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, Larry Fitzgerald. Is a Hall of Famer first ballot, we know that. But at right now, nobody's like dictating their defensive game plan around Larry Fitzgerald. So I have that issue. And then I look at the other side of the ball, and you know, Daryl Bevel, I think that offensive line in Detroit's a little bit better than people realize. Carry on Johnson's a stud at running back. You go Marvin Jones, Galladay, and I'm expecting. Stafford to make a little improvement with this team. I'm going Lions 23-16. Kind of ugly where I think they're in control of the game the whole time, but they never really like totally put them away and they let Arizona kind of hang around.
2: I got Lions 31, Cardinals 20. 31-20? Yeah. Okay. So I got the over. So you got the over.
1: Okay. Yep. And I I have the under at 39 total points, but I do like the Lions and you like the Lions big time there all the way. All right. Now we move on to – Eli versus Dak Prescott. Zeke is back. Giants at Cowboys. Uh, this is the big 425 game on Fox. Troy Aikman will be there. And Zeke's back. We know that. Cowboys are favored by seven points, which I, I was not expecting to see that when I opened up the computer. I really wasn't. I don't pay attention to spreads. Uh, so this is an interesting one to me. I've been saying that I'm. I'm. the Giants are dangerous in this matchup. Over under for the game at 45.5. How do you see him playing out, big yeah, guy? I,
2: I think the Cowboys win this when they know they need to win this, when they are the better team on both sides of the ball. I know the Giants are trending toward a better franchise than they've been. A lot of criticism. I I don't like the lingering Eli Manning situation. I just say go with Daniel Jones from week one. Get uh, Saquon Barkley as the centerpiece of the offense, and I think the Giants can make it interesting. But it's just one touchdown, and w- you know, 24-17. I wouldn't touch this one because I think it will be something like 24-17, something in that range. I can't yeah. remember what I picked yesterday, but I have a feeling I got 30 to 20, so I got the Cowboys covering. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would yeah. treat that. You think the game? I it could kinda, be 24 yeah, late, and they don't yeah, score. Yeah. I mean, that's I, what you're I trying to try I to. I don't see. know. I think seven is a little bit high. I think the Cowboys win, um, but. Uh, you know, the Giants are better than what, what the intense criticism of every move yes. they make would suggest.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah the, I, I'm with you there. The perception is that the Giants are just going to fall off earth this year, and I don't see it that way. I'm a fan of Pat Shermer and what he does on the offensive side of the ball. You've heard me say it a million times over the last two weeks. I do think the Giants up front on both sides of the ball are a much improved football team. They are not going to get bullied by this Cowboys team. Uh, the, the, the Giants' defensive line is as big as any defensive line in football. That's going to pose some problems. And I do think the Giants' O-line has been good. And Pat Shermer's an you know, he's an ex-O-lineman himself. So they're well coached. They have a good scheme. Saquon's going to be out there. He'll be full go. Zeke is going to be, I think, on a limited basis. I hope they don't run him into the ground. I would stay away from this, too. I think this game somewhat stays close. I'm going 20 to 16, Cowboys. So that's the under and the Giants covering. Uh, but I, I think this is a little
2: bit scary for the yeah, Cowboys. Don't I don't know why I can't pick it. I, to, to Jason Garrett, don't give into the temptation to use Ezekiel to overuse Williams, him. To overuse. Yes, him. Um, it's going to be a long season, and even though I. I firmly believe Jerry Jones wasn't referring to how much they use him early in the season when he said, we just want to have him ready to go for the playoffs. I think that was when they thought there's a chance he would sit out the first six games or so and then be back. So they're trying to kind of declare victory preemptively, like, hey, we know he's going to be back. Take your time with him. Don't overdo it. Use him as much as you need to, but don't overdo it. Don't get caught up in it. Don't, You know, if, if you're ahead in the you know, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, go with Tony Paul. Yeah, if you're right. up to seven, 10 points. Don't get Zeke hurt. Give him some time to, to get that callus, that Jim Harbaugh callus that we talk about. It's real. It you is. You gotta get real. used to getting hit. You, you gotta get used to getting, you know, your connective tissues, you you can feel it. You can, you know, your body gets stronger when you go through that kind of a pounding and he needs to do that.
1: I agree. Don't 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 rush this situation. I mean Jerry Jones said it when he was trying to hold strong in his bargaining. I'm worried about having a healthy Full go Zeke when it comes close to playoff time. And let's not forget that now that he's just been paid money and he's back in the fold. All right, next game we got, my man Kyle Shanahan going down to my ex-team, the team that, you know, I always feel a special place in my heart, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, storylines are kind of cool in this game. Shanahan, Lynch, year three, Garoppolo, more pressure than on him than maybe any a quarterback in football. Uh, 49ers did a great job in the offseason as far as improving their team, getting some weapons around Garoppolo with draft picks at receiver. Their defense was good. It only got better with guys like D. Ford and Nick Boza. We're going to see how healthy they are. That's kind of a question there. Uh, Quan Alexander from Tampa making a start against his old team, right? Interesting game. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think this might be one of the more exciting 1 o'clock football games. 4-4. 49ers or 404 is it 405? Yeah. Sorry, but either way, 49ers going across country playing the Bucks. And one thing I'll say, where the Bucks have an advantage here, playing in Tampa Bay in early September, oh shit, is it hot? I mean, the ball is going to be wet because your center is going to have swamp ass, yes, and it's going to be like throwing a watermelon on some plays, and that can lead to some crazy throws. And I'm going to, Jameis is going to be more used to it than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think this would be a fun game. How do you kind of see it playing out? Bucks favored by one over and under at 51.
2: Yeah, I look. I think with with Bruce Arians as the head coach and Jameis Winston in his prove it last year of his five year rookie contract, it, it. I I I feel like it's boomer bust for the Bucks. And and I want to I want to see you know this is one of those where I'm given into. I want to see Bruce Arians and Winston. I want to make it work. I want my you know Mike Evans. I want to see. Him pop. I want to. I want to see the Buccaneers score a lot of points, and we saw it last year with a different quarterback and a different coach. But I want to see that out of the Bucks, and and I think it will be a potentially high-scoring game if the 49ers can keep up with them. Pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. with the swamp-ass football. Right? I mean, on top yeah. of everything else, right. he's going to have to be dealing with the, the, the nasty Weston-Richburg swamp-ass football. And uh, um, so uh, that, yeah. that's another – maybe he'll make that excuse afterwards. Just like you said in the preseason. <laughs> I in the, in the preseason, yeah. I try to throw interceptions in week one. Sorry, I had a swamp-ass football. There, this uh... – I mean, two master
1: game planners. We may be on a marketing idea. The swamp-ass swamp football? The swamp-ass football. The, the non-swamp-ass football? You're saying something that... We could just make a football and call it the swamp-ass football. Well, okay. I never had to practice the wet ball drill. I know that when I was in Tampa. I mean, there's nothing like getting some ass maybe. juice sprayed into your
2: face yeah, as you're taking you a very snap. Much. I just wanted to maybe, visualize maybe that the, for you. Maybe the, the Nerf ball is already the swamp-ass football because it would soak it all up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a wet Nerf. You ever try to throw a
1: wet Nerf yeah, ball? Yeah, it becomes it's like disgusting. 12 pounds too, right. right. Um I, I think this is gonna be an exciting football game. Arians Shanahan Master What a transition planners?
2: you make from talking about dirty, nasty sweat <laughs> off of someone's ass to like <laughs> to, realistic to, football. To realistic football. Analysis.
1: On to realistic analysis. But uh I am I, I, I think this, this is the big thing. I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. That's ultimately I'm picking the Bucks to win this game 31 to 28. I don't feel comfortable about this. I think if I felt comfortable about anything, I would feel comfortable about the over in this game. Um Another issue to look at, okay. Todd Bowles, he's there. okay, it's a different defense there in Tampa Bay. I do think the defense is going to be uh, better uh, and, and maybe better than we all realize in Tampa Bay. I think there's some young talent. Vita Villa, him being able to play Monday uh, or Sunday Sunday afternoon. That, that is a little bit of a factor. I mean, come on, we know Shanahan, that, that 49ers offensive line is pretty damn good. Having a guy like Vita Villa who can make a mosh pit in the, in the middle of an offensive line is a big thing to me in the matchup overall. But I think when it's all said and done, I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo right yet. I kind of got to see it to believe it. Uh, and I am going to take the Bucks at home with a new regime, you know, And just maybe a few more proven commodities in a guy like Mike Evans and company uh, as far as on the offensive side of the ball and Jameis, who I can't believe I'm saying it, I trust him a hair more in this matchup than I do Jimmy Garoppolo. The thing that scares me more than anything about this game and why I would say don't bet as far as the spread's concerned here, my buddy Kyle Shanahan is one of the great game planners I've ever seen. And he can crack the code as good as anybody as I've ever seen. Um, so I worry about that aspect. But the other thing that I also worry about with the 49ers is, hey, they got some young, unproven guys that they're depending on. Dante Pettis has not been great this preseason. Shanahan's been riding them hard. Debo Samuel's showing some great stuff, but he's still a rookie. You know, Jalen Hurd. Kittle is really the only guy we can look at, along with Matt Breda, to go, ooh, they're some consistent playmakers on the offense. So, yeah, ultimately I'm taking the Bucks, but that was a tough one for me to call.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I hope it's a high-scoring game. I hope it's an exciting game. You know, the only thing I, I like having fewer games at one o'clock, so we can focus. But then that means from four to seven. I know this is, this is I know. ultimate first-world problems. But no, it's tough at our 4 job. To seven. It's not tough. But but one part that, that is annoying is as we're getting dressed, as we're getting ready, as It's we're tough at our job. You can't watch the game.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's freaking I, – I, t- we're, not,
2: we're not mining coal, though. No, I understand that. You're right. I mean – We're pop- not frying chicken. That was my first – Every you ever tell me, my first job? I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, my gosh. We are not doing that. I do not go home with so many little burns on my fingers it looks like I have measles. No, no you're right. This is just a first world problem, as we're talking about. But, yeah, it is hard to watch all the
1: 4 o'clock games because we're getting ready to do our – our show on Sunday Night Football, the pregame show, and uh, yeah, I
2: did not have a laissez-faire upbringing. I actually had a job. Yes. What was your first job? Uh,
1: n- uh, none. It did not <laughs> exist. Okay, taking the garbage out for mom and dad. Okay, there you go. Okay, you freaking asshole. All right, <laughs> here we go. Uh, I okay, need okay. Steve Young, no. You've yeah, please. Update. He already knows. He's already all over it. Okay, let's get to Sunday Night Football. I mean, this is. I'm pumped for this game. Because I do think the Steelers have a chip on their shoulder, not only because they've been beaten down by the Patriots so many times in a, up in New England, but the Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell. I think a lot of people are counting the Steelers out. I think the Steelers are still one of the better teams and rosters in all of football. Do we got to see who that next weapon is going to be behind Juju Smith-Schuster? Yes, but Ben Roethlisberger is pretty damn good still. I think they'll find a way, plus they have a good offensive line. They're unveiling the banner. In New England, we talked about that a little earlier on PFT. Um, Who are you going to go with? Uh, So I just tell everybody here, Patriots
2: favored by five and a half. Five and a half. That's a little high. That's a little high. high. And uh, I want to refresh my memory here on the score that I picked. Yeah, I I feel like the Patriots are very hard to beat on a night like that, but they were beaten two years ago by the Chiefs. But you know what? Those experiences stay with Bill Belichick. He probably remembers every snap of that game, every decision of that game, and he probably regrets... Well, he regrets every loss, but I think they're going to be determined not to let that happen again. I know that there are some real questions about how are they going to run their offense? What are they going to do? And Keel Harry's on... injured reserve right. for at least the first half of the season. Josh Gordon's back. How much are they going to use him? Right. Rob Gronkowski's retired. Julian Edelman dealt with a little yeah. injury. He's going to be run the, ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. What can they do defensively? It's a work in progress. Well, every year it's a work in progress. How much can they get it together to get this done? And there is an opportunity there for the Steelers. And the more I think about it, you know, I probably am wrong. The Steelers probably are going to win. I, don't, I just can't I can't go against the Patriots raising Banner number six. I'm going to, reg- I'm going to regret it more if I pick the Patriots and I'm wrong than if I pick the Steelers and I'm wrong. So sometimes you just have to take, that has to be your basis. I, I'll regret it more if I say, because wh- how I many get it. times do we have to see the Patriots do Patriots things before we understand that that's why they're the Patriots? Yeah,
1: I. I, I listen, it's almost impossible to pick against the Patriots ever. Uh, just come on, they're the Patriots and they're on another level from the rest of the NFL. But to your point, if there's ever a week of the year where they're not completely the Patriots, it is week one because their greatness is their ability to break teams down schematically. And when they get two, three, four games of film to watch, that's when their level of preparation and detail and schematics go to another level. Uh, and games like this, of course, it's week one. There's a lot of unknowns. Um, I think the Steelers, and I expect the Patriots to play with a style that we saw last year you know, because of the things you mentioned. The receivers, no Gronk. You know, the passing game I think is probably still a little bit of a work in progress, even though I still think it's gonna be good. I still think they're gonna be a run first football team with the way they built it, this offensive line. Yeah, no David Andrews, but Ted Karras is a pretty good fill in. They'll be okay with that. I mean, as far as they're just not gonna fall apart. But I think that I think the Steelers are on a mission. I think the fact that that I believe the Packers will, I mean, the Packers, the Patriots will be a little bit more of that downhill run first team. I think it plays into the Steelers' hands. And I do think the Steelers are better on the back end than they've ever been, you know, in this Brady Patriots versus Steelers era. And they're healthy up front, Devin Bush has been a lightning rod for that defense in the middle. I I, I don't think they realized how much they missed Ryan Shazier until last year. And that was a big regret. Kevin Colbert said
2: we didn't do enough in the aftermath of the injury to address the absence of Shazier. Now they have.
1: They have, and he was phenomenal. And he looked phenomenal the day I was there at practice hanging around too. I'm going with the Steelers in the upset. I am. I just think if there's ever a time the Patriots are going to get upset, it's week one. I think the Steelers do have that chip on their shoulder. I think they match up well with the Patriots. We saw a little bit last year, and I know that was in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh was desperate and everything like that. But I think the way the Patriots play suits them a little bit more. What I do worry about is we know on every third down, every big passing situation, they're going to take away Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. And who is going to be that other guy? Who is he going to be? I don't know. I, I say it's Vance McDonald. Uh, because you mean I, the young
2: guy on the rise who's 33? 30,
1: yeah, he's not 33. I think he's 30. But 29. either way, yeah, I do. I think he is... going to be that
2: next man up in that passing game. A little bit like Gronk. Who do you believe in as the number two receiver? They've got Dante Moncrief, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. Who do you believe? I
1: think it'll be Dante Moncrief, at least early on. I think James Washington maybe develop into that role. Uh, I do like Dante Johnson, and I liked what he looked like coming out of college, but I I think Moncrief has got good size, can catch 50-50 balls, got pretty good speed, can do a little bit of everything. I think he'll be the second guy. So there we go. Sunday night football. Hey, Um, Sunday Night Football, please tune in first off. Me and Mike Florio will be on the pregame show. But there's a cool thing we got going on uh, on Sunday nights. The Sunday Night 7, okay? There's an all-new Sunday Night 7 game on NBC Sports Predictor. It's free and easy to play. You just make seven simple predictions about what will happen in Sunday Night Football, Steelers versus Pats, for your chance at $2 million guaranteed cash prizes this season. 100,000 up for grabs in each contest. Each contest, We kind of ran through it a little bit on PFT. It is cool. I wish we could actually get involved. I'd love to take $2 million from NBC. That would be really great. you have to win it every week. you have to win. Uh, 100,000. I'll take yeah. that, too. Fine. Fine. But uh, I think that's worth doing. People should get involved in that. It's going to be things like more passing yards. Big Ben or Brady, more receiving yards, Juju or Edelman. But the Sunday night seven, pretty cool thing. Pay attention to that. Please participate. Uh, it's a chance to win some easy easy money, uh, just predict, predicting a few things about football. And then tune in because uh, you and me will be on there having some fun. We got off to a pretty good start. We got a great group with Dungy, uh, Rodney, Mike Tirico, you, me, Liam. It's, uh, I had a lot of fun.
2: This may apply more to me than you because yeah. I like – you know, didn't play in the NFL or major college or really pretty much anywhere. But, you, I mean, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing here sometimes? You ever do that? Like, like, how did I get – you know what I mean? It's in a good way. In I good get way. you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sunday night football, last night, was a dream come true for me. I, I really – I was like – I almost teared up when they sang the national anthem last night and we were there. My goal in life was to always win a Super Bowl – that's not going to happen. I didn't care if I wanted holding a clipboard or cleaning cleats or whatever. That was my goal in life since a young kid. Not going to happen. But to be a part of, like, the first game of the 100th season and be on TV for it and get to talk football, that was damn special to me. It always
2: hits me every year at the Super Bowl. Right. That, 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 you know, that's when it all kind of just, like, culminates yeah. for you.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, it's a, it is. Well, we love football, and uh, we got a gr- great group of people we work with. All right, now we got the Monday night doubleheader. Okay, we're going to be staying up late, so we'll be exhausted on Monday morning and then extra exhausted Tuesday morning. If you
2: tell me that I look tired on Tuesday morning, I'm going to send stats in to kick you in the nuts.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll wear a cup, uh, (laughs) but uh, I guarantee I'll be telling you you look tired on Tuesday morning. I can guarantee that. All right. We got the Billy O'Brien Texans. okay, and oh, gosh, the dysfunction that went on there this week with the trade. At the New Orleans Saints NFC Championship game, no call hangover. Saints favored by six and a half. Over/under at 52 and a half. Who are you liking this one?
2: I, you know, even though I have real concerns about the Saints this year and their ability to recover after the way their heart was ripped out and stomped on uh, in two straight playoff appearances, they're getting a good draw. Yeah. And they've they've started slowly. <laughs> Last year, the Buccaneers. Last two came years, to where town. they were 0-2. The year before that, yeah. yeah. Uh, And I think that Sean Payton, part of his determination this year is going to be to avoid that. And I just feel like, I feel like, you know, they say the the fish rots from the head down. I feel like the head of the Texans is rotten. And it's gonna it's gonna work its way down down the body. Yeah. And, and and I think that if you're in the locker room, I mean, I know Larry Mctunsell's there, but you gotta be thinking, what's really going on? And Jadavian Clowney's gone. And what did we really get for him? And you know, we gave up. Like anybody who's gonna be with that team over a period of years, or hopes to be, like, well, our first round picks are gone for the, the next year and the year after. Yeah. What the that's hell are we doing? I hear you. And I just feel like that, you know, to the extent that we're all saying, what the hell are they doing inside the locker room? They're saying, what the hell are are they, we are doing. we doing? <laughs> yeah, right. And I think it's going to show. It's, it's going to be. It's a ton of pressure. Bill O'Brien, if you're going to cheat the, the draft that we did, although I guess apparently it was supposed to be week one. Bill O'Brien's under a shitload of pressure. He is. I almost picked night. him
1: in the draft. Um, you think they keep it close? Or are you picking like a Saints? I got
2: Saints? 31-21. Okay. All but, right. But I don't. I don't put out a whole lot of, you know. I I don't put a whole lot of uh, faith in that.
1: Well, week one is, I mean, again, anybody gambling, I mean, it's week one, and we haven't seen a lot of these guys play. There's going to be some ugly football, which can lead to ugly mistakes and, you know, some games not falling the way maybe we predict or any of us out there perceive it to be. The Texans are used to being the bullies on the football field. They, that's what they are. Billy O'Brien, Romeo Cornell on the defensive side. It was Jadeveon Clowney, DJ Reader, J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless. We're just going to overpower you. And then, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, they do like to run it. I mean, they do. Lamar Miller had a pretty damn good year last year. Oh, he's not there. The pass game, it's always around DeAndre Hopkins. Do you have faith
2: in Carlos Hyde? I no. think he was going to be cut by the Chiefs.
1: I, I would think he would have been too. And it was traded to the Texans. No, instead. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't have faith in him. You know, and I, I guess it'll be him, Duke Johnson, sharing the workload there. Uh, but I have major concerns. Lamar Miller is a very good running back, and he is capable of ripping off thirty and forty yard runs. Got special speed. did he have that speed.
2: ridiculously long run? Was that last? What I think, think it was, it was last Thursday year. Thursday night. I think like it was against really, the Dolphins. Yeah, or yeah.
1: I can't remember. I yeah. think it was the Dolphins Thursday night yeah. game last year. But I think with the things you're saying. Some of the things that have gone on with the Texans, Sean Payton realizing they haven't got off to the greatest starts the last few years. Uh, Them going to realize in their week of preparation that, man, Deshaun Watson just stares at DeAndre Hopkins and he waits for him to come open. And even when he's not open, he still might throw it to him. And I don't think the Texans are as good as last year. You know, again, their offensive line is going to be a little bit better, but it's still young, unproven work in progress. You know, defensive side of the ball. No honey badger. No Kareem Jackson. No Jadeveon Clowney. They are gonna feel the effects of that. They are. Jadeveon Clowney fucked up so many plays. He's one of the league leaders in that category. My famous stat. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going Saints 27 17. You're a 10 point win, right? A 10 point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going 10 two. I think it's like Saints. 20 to 17, and they pull away late for a last touchdown and put the game away with like four or five minutes left, and the game's over. That's kind of how I envision it. But I like the Saints all the way in that one. It's
2: a good Monday night game. It is. It's a good a couple playoff teams. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's a good way to start the season. Yeah. Because last year it was Jets Lions in that early spot. Right. And it, to the point where they put the B announcing team in the early game and move the A to Rams-Raiders right. uh, in the second spot.
1: Yeah, so we'll have the, the A team on Texas Saints. And then I know my man Brian Greasy, my ex-teammate. He will be doing the second Monday Night Football game out with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Broncos at Raiders. Holy shit, Antonio Brown. Holy shit, distraction. What do you say?
2: Uh, I, I thought the Broncos were going to win before. before all this. Yeah, and we do a little write-up, and sometimes it's snarky. Does that surprise you? Really?
1: Shocker. I had
2: my picks ready to go. All right. And I was in the process of making the final edit of the column when I saw that Antonio Brown had been suspended. So my draft right up for the game was simply tick, 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 tick. Right? Then he gets suspended. And then so got, I kept it. And we and got I put, the boom? I put booming. Right, right. Booming. You, you got to go boom. I like yeah. that.
1: Right. You're creative. 23-13. 23-13. Yeah. All right. Ugly game. Um... I think the Raiders are an improved football team. I worry about their defense the most. Young, unproven, no game changers on that side of the ball. I worry about their front seven. Now, I'll say I'm not totally thrilled with the Broncos' offensive line either in the way it's looked. I do have faith in Mike Munchak. I don't know if there's a ton of weapons around Joe Flacco in the past game either. I do like that he's in the system, the Shanahan-type system, uh, with uh, Rich Scangrello coming over over from San Francisco as the new OC. But I think ultimately Vic Fangio's defense is going to give this Raiders offense a lot of problems. I really do. I mean, first off, you know, I worry about the Raiders O-line still, even though they made some improvements there, definitely. But this is a special D-line and and maybe the best pass-rushing tandem in all of football with with Von Chubb. Von Miller and and, uh, and uh, Bradley Chubb. And uh, I think that with Vic Fangio's game planning, uh, who's had pretty good success against John Gruden's offenses, uh, I, I think the Broncos are going to pull out an ugly one here where it's like 19-16. It might be just a late drive in the game by Joe Flacco to win the football game, something like that. I don't have a lot of faith in the Broncos' offense either, but I think in this kind of game their defense might be able to set them up for some points or get a
2: sack strip fumbles type of thing. I think the Broncos are going to be one of those teams after two weeks that people are going to be like, oh, the Broncos are 2-0. Hey, the Broncos are for real. They won't sustain it, I don't believe. Right. But I think they're going to get off to a good start. And, and really, getting off to a good start, it, if you can sustain, I mean, it is the great foundation. You build confidence and you get guys to buy in. With the Jaguars two years ago. Guys were pissed off about the Doug Marone, right? Physical, the practice physical. Training they're gonna camps. shorten my career. They're gonna do this. They're gonna, do, and uh, they started winning. It's like, hey, hey, this is this is pretty good, right? It, ha- it is. I was on a team in 2005. We were a playoff football team. I'm just gonna
1: tell you, we weren't that great. We weren't that special. But we got off to a good start in the season, and we believed in ourselves. And then we started to find a little formula that worked for the team. And, you know, you can tinker with things when you get off to a good start and you got a good record. You know, you got almost a little flexibility there, but it gave us a false sense of confidence. And then we – made a few clutch drives in the fourth quarter, and then you start to go, well, we just find ways to win. We're, we, we know how to win. We're, we, we can compete with anybody. And we believed in ourselves, and that made us dangerous. Now, we ultimately lost the wild card game, but that is a real thing that you bring up. Uh, but either way, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going Broncos here. There's just too much sh- shit going on out in Oakland. So there you have it. Uh, and did I say that Whoa. the Broncos are favored by 2.5? I'm not even Let, sure I said that. Let's do this, because yeah.
2: this could be moot at any point. But as of right now, sitting here, what do you think happens with Antonio Brown and the Raiders? suspension I guess that's mm, no I'm gonna say that
1: that's what should happen it won't happen John Gruden's gonna win this war with Mike Mayock and he's gonna realize I stood on the table for this guy I want to get my year two of my my era uh, my second era here in Oakland off to a good start I think he's gonna give Antonio his 48th get out of jail free card here and go if you get one more strike which will probably be four more strikes again just so everybody out there knows, we have only heard about the things that have been made public. I am aware that it, there are a lot of crap has been
2: going on since he got well, there. Well, the Mike Silver 20 tweet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, with, his, yeah, with his iPad out, liking photos on Instagram, checking his bank account. It's a
1: shit show. It's one thing after another. But I think John Gruden's going to bow to the player here because he knows how damn good he is and he wanted him so badly that they're going to give him one more shot.
2: Um I think that the more I ponder it, the more I like the idea of the Raiders making that, that offer he can't refuse, that we'll bring you back. Uh, here, simple, simple analysis. One, we suspend you, then cut you, then you don't get a dime from us ever because your guarantees have been voided by your misbehavior. Or we keep you, you agree that your guarantees go away. You get paid week by week. We have the ability to cut you anytime we want. Right now, here's the problem: if he's on the active roster week one,
1: right, and he's a vested veteran, vested right?
2: veteran, and he's cut after that, he gets the balance. Remember right. all the money Josh Freeman got from the Bucks six years ago? Yeah, that would happen. So they'd have, and I don't think he can waive his rights. That's a problem. They almost have to suspend him for a week, bring him back, b- b- suspend him for a week, void the guarantees. Bring Him back,
1: then it basically becomes what
2: you're then saying because he's to on week. the roster. Yep, week one. Yep, yeah,
1: okay. I, I could see that happen. I don't know if they'll do that. Uh, I- I'm gonna be really interested to see what happens here because I would think Mike Mayock behind closed doors is going, we need to suspend him. if We want the rest of our time here oh. in Oakland to go the right way. Hey,
2: at what point, we talked about this during PFT Live today, yeah. at what point does Mayock say to John Gruden, hey, man, I did not sign up for this shit. Right. I had a great spot. I could have stayed at NFL Network yeah. until the day they hauled my dead ass out of the door on a gurney, yeah. right? Yeah. I had it all, I had it made. I was the draft guy, and I, and I came to do this, and you're going to undermine me. This guy, you know, this guy was threatening to punch me in the face and... Yeah, I, I at some point, yeah. it could be like uh, I don't know if you ever watched The Office, but there's a point where Dwight tells Michael, Jim, or me, one of us goes, one of us has to go, and I could see Mike Mayock saying that, and and I think that frankly, it's funny because if that happens, it could be the second time in less than a year that that has transpired because I still think at some level Ben Roethlisberger said to the Steelers after the incident. Prior to week 17. Him or me. It's him or me. Yeah, maybe. So it could be two him or me's in just a matter of months.
1: All because of Antonio Brown. I mean, listen, I've I've never heard of a story of a player who broke numerous team rules, threatening the GM by punching him in the face in the middle of the rest of the team. That's like, that's beyond TO. So what's, uh, what's wrong Lawrence, with him? I I Lawrence Taylor we're I mean not, we're not licensed we've never psychologists. seen anything what
2: is wrong with him to cause him to be this? One? I don't know he's i listen i never
1: I always thought he was a little crazy. I always thought he was kind of crazy in a good way. The last year and a half I think has gone to another level with not only antics on the field and the sidelines, but we're seeing it spill over to off the field, too. And that's where it gets scary to me. Him not paying people money. The balcony throwing br- money. Throwing, throwing furniture. Allegedly. Off of, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Whatever. Because somebody
2: stole 80 grand. The, the, the police report said that somebody stole 80 grand and a gun out of his apartment. So yeah. he started throwing furniture off the balcony. So, and it almost hit somebody.
1: Right. Allegedly. So I, I don't know either. I am a little concerned about the guy altogether. Yeah. Hell of a football player. I am concerned. Alright, I got one more last read to do because this is a good one. Peter King Podcast All right, everybody should check out Peter's Football Morning in America, the mini pod. Okay, that'll drop every Monday morning. It kind of highlights the best of Peter's FMIA column, Football Morning in America. I tried to say that smoothly; it didn't work it, but you can get a little brief summary from that mini pod. And this is the this is what you got to check out because you and I have seen this a little bit. You got to go to YouTube and search for Patrick Mahomes and Brett Favre having a catch awesome feature, set up all by Peter King, getting Patrick Mahomes, Brett Favre together. He interviews them, why they're having a catch in the indoor facility of the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has stated many times that was his idol growing up. It's really funny. They talk and kind of wax poetically about each other, but that's certainly worth the watch. Check that out. Peter King's a man that way. All right, that's it. We're done. Okay, I can't talk anymore. I'm freaking tired. All right, you look tired too. Just so you know, I'm sorry I got you all flustered before. I didn't mean to do it. I and was I just having you the fun finger during this. Yeah, please. Here, there you go. Right there. <laughs> boom, boom. Guys, I... just gave your
2: audience the finger. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: It was just I was making sure they saw it was the correct finger. It was really towards you. You the man. Hey, it was I had fun. Had a fun week. It was fun. Um, I'm gonna punch you on Monday morning's uh, show. Uh, please subscribe to both PFTPM PFT PM and the Chris. Do you ever do a fun read fun for the podcast? PFT PM podcast I do. Your podcast? I almost do you every really? week. Yeah. Really? Do you do one for me? Sure. Uh, yeah, sure yeah, you do. do. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, I see, you're Mr. Big Chest Antonio Brown. It's all about you. Don't worry. Uh, but subscribe, rate, review. If you write some reviews on there, there's a good chance I'm going to read your questions and talk about it on the podcast. Monday with Ahmed Farid, I will be recapping all of Sunday stuff. Next week, I get to my three-week, or three-podcast-a-week thing. Monday will be recap. Wednesday will be my deep-dive film notes. Thursday... We'll pick games a little out like we did today. Hope everybody's out there. Enjoy the first week of the NFL season. Peace out, homies. Wait, I have say to goodbye. do this again?
2: This I don't know if you do or time. not. I'm not sure. I'll do it anytime. But say goodbye. Peace out, goodbye. Ah, I like that. It? Yeah, right. say
1: peace out, homies. Do peace, this.
2: Peace out, homies. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: See ya.